is shitty to you, you want to make sure that they, they suffer in some way. And uh, that also serves as an example for other people to be, to be better to you. So it's a way... It says, it says witchcraft to women was sex robots are to men. <laughs> I think witchcraft to women is what becoming big and strong enough to be on other people is to men. You know, so, it's, yeah. it's a means of control. Um, that well, isn't always I, I, I kind of, yeah. you know, you, you read this fantastic <laughs> article yeah, on Kenny Bulbers a while ago, obviously, um, which I absolutely loved, loved at the time, but they kind of posit this. Yeah, I heard it once that uh, submission is feminine. So when a woman submits, she's becoming more feminine. When a man dominates, he's becoming more masculine. man falls in love with a woman, you can say he's bewitched, but he has gone crazy, right? So I don't think that's such a, an extreme perspective. Okay, what the hell happened to the trail? Is that the trail? Is this the trail? So this is Diana Fleischman, evolutionary psychologist, and she's working on a book, How to Train Your Boyfriend.
that's that's very powerful. I want to double click on that for a moment before we kind of move on. So, in a similar vein, you've said that you're also you know you're inclined to have a bias towards punishment, or that people have a bias, women have a bias towards punishment. I think you've said that, and then, and then specifically, I found a very interesting. You said recently that you're inclined to punish your partner for forgetting something, even though you know it's kind of accidental. And now, yeah. I, I love the way you were speaking about it because it was a conversation between two women, and um, and I just honestly felt this total you know, revulsion and like fear. Um, and, and, and that's not like that's just like a, yeah, I'm, I don't think anything wrong with that at all. Just like a personal kind of Pavlovian reflex. Let me. I'm just a guy here. I'm just talking to a, to a to a woman. Uh, let's forget all the psychological stuff. Why is this going on? Why do you do this to us? Uh, it just has been really. It's just been so important. I mean, women's life. You know, it was a life or death scenario. If I was to ask you, you know, why aren't you happy with your wife just having sex with other people, however many other people that she wants? You know, why do you want to prevent her from, from doing that? And why do you feel sexual jealousy? Uh, I think that it's similar kind of manifestation in women to want to control uh, men. And the person I met you through, Rob Wiblin, uh, I think he read the very, very first draft of my book proposal, and he thought it was uh, sociopathic. And, uh, <laughs> he was very. Con- it's very funny because he really pri- he really prizes who he is now, as opposed to this. This is, I think, a, a kind of interesting uh, segue. Everybody thinks that who they are now is really important, even though who you are now is just a result of your genes, plus all the training other people have done on you over your, over your life. You have a, you have like an irrational attachment to yourself as you are now, as opposed to um, you know who, who somebody else could be. But Will McCaskill, who you may know, um, read uh, the very first draft, and he said it made him feel uh, physically sick, which I'm going to ask him to blurb that for me. <laughs> well, yeah, so it, it, it is funny. I mean, I, I, again, I really appreciate you talking about it so candidly and with such self-awareness. So this isn't, uh, I'm, I'm zero offended, but um, but that exact reaction is, is the one I shared, you know, like, because uh, it, it um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's obviously, you know, my, my ex-girlfriend, she was very annoyed when we, when we broke up because she, because she basically said, I've trained you so much. Yeah, and, you know, and that's that's really all, funny. all that benefit's going to accrue to someone else. Yeah. Now, uh, now my wife would not necessarily agree that I'd be domesticated <laughs> at that point, but um, but uh, that's another story. So it's kind of, kind of related to that. The kind of next thing that um, you know, I've been thinking about is general field. I think it's kind of relevant to what kind of things you, you speak about. Are the things that don't work if you name them? So I think, um, so I'll give you two examples. I think you've said training actually does work if you're quite explicit with your partner. I'd like to understand that a little bit more. But the two kind of examples, I think there's a classic philosophical debate about scapegoating. And so communities often scapegoat, and that leads to this kind of release of tension. But if you call it scapegoating, then it doesn't actually work. You've got to genuinely believe that the scapegoat was the, the, the source of um, tension. Um, but then specifically in relationships, you know, my wife, for example, would often come to me to discuss a problem. And, or we'd be discussing the problem, and I'd go, okay, well, this is the solution. And then we'd kind of keep talking about it, and I, I don't really understand what's going on. We've, we've, you've told me what the problem is. Here's the solution. Like, why, why are we talking about this? And then I realized over time that she's not talking to me because she wants an outcome or a solution. She's talking to me because yeah, of the process course. of talking, and that, that process itself is what's of value to her. Now, that's kind of fine. I kind of understand people work in different ways. When I point this out to her, she wants to stab me in the eye with a pen because she'll be she'll be like you know, she'll be t- telling me. This. I'm like, okay, so this is one of those scenarios where you don't want the solution. You're just talking to me because this process is a process, and she doesn't like that at all. So I want you to um, kind of tell me about you know what of these aspects that you've identified. Kind of you can observe as an outsider, but actually stop working if you name them. So most things don't stop working when I name them necessarily. But um, I'll go back to, to um, a story, actually a story about Rob. So, so Rob and I were dating, and he upset me a lot, and I wanted him to come down to see me. It's a two-and-a-half-hour uh, training. So it's easy for a man to be able to understand processes that, that work when you name them. So 
we all have a love map or an erotic template where you know we imagine all sorts of things are going on in sexual interaction that aren't actually there but we're imputing them into the sexual interaction to heal wounds from childhood and you know, we're playing fantasy games and uh, you know, we're trying to thread our way through an erotic minefield right? so, so men should be able to understand this Some women test you a lot more than others. So it's not like all women impose just a plethora of tests. Right? There's high-maintenance and low-maintenance women. Certainly prefer the low-maintenance.